3: This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael will be giving you his secrets for building a six-figure business without burning yourself out. He will tell you how you can expand your current offerings to serve clients in a variety of price points. That's up a bit later in our Business Builder, so stay tuned. First up is our success interview. Today, we are talking with fitness expert Danielle Levac. Danielle is the living embodiment of the idea that you can do whatever you set your mind to. Through her business, Be the Change, she encourages her clients to take control of their lives and their health. Today, we will be talking about what led her. To focus on fitness and how she has learned to build a successful fitness business. Danielle is also the eWomen Network Managing Director in Nashville, Tennessee, which is very exciting, and I'm excited about our conversation, so let's get started. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. I'd love to start our conversations with our guests asking them just to talk a little bit about their current business, how you started it, and how it's evolved over time.
4: Yes, um, it's kind of funny. It's one of my favorite stories. Uh, My friend Kate and I, we actually thought we wanted to open a gym. And after about a year of searching for the right location that would fit our members' needs and still be profitable, we came up with nothing. So we decided to start a boot camp out of my house. Um, We began building this amazing community of women who were just supportive of each other um, in their personal lives and in their fitness goals. We quickly outgrew my garage and driveway and ended up renting some space out from a church. We went from punch cards to membership only, and we were still in search for a more permanent location. Um, Mm -hmm. We never ended up finding that, so through training with these women, I saw that everyone had one thing in common, and that was as women, we tend to feel in order to reach our goals, we have to suffer. I felt the same way before, I get it. Um, We all carry some sort of baggage from another fitness or nutrition program that we started. So I found that you don't have to suffer in order to reach your goals. Fortunately, the story that so many of us women have been told, it really is a lie. You don't have to give up as much as you have been led to believe in order to look and feel the way you want to look. I mean, the goal is to be happy. So why do we have to be miserable in order to be happy? Um, So that's when I created the program Be the Change. And it's where women are given the tools and parameters to include what you love most and making it a lifestyle change, not just a diet or a fitness program with a start and an end date. I love your um,
3: your story about how you thought you were going to be doing one thing, but you act, you know, ended up doing something very different. And that often happens with entrepreneurs. They're going down a path, and they've got this vision of what they want to create. But you know, the most successful ones listen to what people are asking for, and then adapt to exactly. offer that and let it evolve organically, which it sounds like you've done exactly
4: that. Yeah, you can't just force something. You have um, to be open to new ideas, and I think what you said is key. Listen to what the people want and, and then create something greater than that from there. hmm
3: And, you know, you mentioned when you were talking about your story that women feel that they have to suffer and everyone's got some baggage. What I'd like to to ask you is how do you get people to shift that and realize that what they've been doing wasn't working and there is another way to do it? Because until they see that,
4: they're not going to move through it. Absolutely. Um, I've learned after working with so many women that what they say they want and what they really want are two different things. So in my VIP program where we work with women one-on-one, we aren't just giving them nutrition and fitness plans, but we're helping them discover what they want, what makes them happy, and walk them through a lot of their challenges and really help create a healthy mindset. Um, And a lot of the times, you know, fitting into that size six is not necessarily what they want. They want to have confidence at work or have their husband look at them in a certain way and dig into what makes them happy. So how do you get people to be
3: really clear on that difference? Because I think that's really important. Uh, So you're doing physical work, but it sounds like you're also doing quite a bit of mindset work also.
4: Absolutely. Um, You know, we just listen to what they want and ask the right questions and ask why. You know, why do you want to feel that way? What will that, how will that change your life? Um, what impact are these challenges having on your current life or your current relationships? How would it make you feel if you met these goals and all these things were turned around for you? Um, so we just really dig deep throughout um, the whole 12 weeks and find out what they want and how to get them there.
3: Does it take most of them that that full time to do it or how long does it take people to start to shift their their mindset and to really own what they're doing and how, you know,
4: their transformation? I think everyone is different. Everyone's journey is different and we're all starting at different points. Um, That's another really key thing. You... It's important to meet the client where they're at and, mm-hmm. you know, invest some time in figuring out where they're at. You can't get them somewhere if they don't know where they're starting from. Um, so we, we just spend time and, and listen to what they need.
3: Well, and I like that because they really have to—they do have to know where they are, and they have to really own that, and then determine what do they want to do, and why do they why do they want to do that?
4: Right? Some women, you know, just in our first conversation, um, you know, it evoked so much emotion and tears because they didn't even realize how bad they wanted change, or the reason they were, you know, making the initial phone call because they hadn't asked themselves the questions that I'm asking them. Others, you know, it's, it they don't discover it until a couple weeks in. Everyone's journey is completely different.
2: hmm
4: I,
3: I, you know, it's interesting because so many businesses try to build a, one-size-fits-all model and do the same thing for everyone. But it's great that you've really realized that you can have a, a process and a business, but then you can customize it as you need to to make sure that everyone's getting what they need and really getting the results that they're looking for that's going to make a big shift. Yes, exactly. You know, um, you're in great physical shape, and um, people can see that on your website. Was there ever a time when you were less than healthy, and you know, how has your health journey kind of inspired
4: you to do this? Um, I have always enjoyed fitness, being active. What I thought um, was... A healthy eating, what I thought was a good workout plan wasn't always the case until I became a trainer myself, got more educated and started working with women. Um, But I think a key point for me was after I had children. And there was such a struggle of finding time even though you're tired. Even though you have two kids, um, you know, do you drag them to the gym? You know, are they going to get sick in the daycare? Um, so much guilt, especially as a mother, of doing anything for yourself and that takes away from your kids, whether it's time or financial. That was a struggle, um, and I just had to realize that. I needed to take care of myself. It was important to me, and it's really important to my family. So when I kind of made that shift, and that was a big moment, and I wanted to share that experience and that journey with other women and let them know that, you know, we don't have to feel guilty about taking care of ourselves. Well, I think women
3: especially – don't stop and realize that they think they're doing everyone um, and doing everything everyone needs by being all things to all people. But what happens is we burn out. We run out of energy. We don't have the clarity. We don't have the emotions to deal with the things that we need to deal with. And I think taking that personal time really You know, you're giving yourself a gift of that time, but what you're doing is you're really giving that gift to other people too because you have so much more to offer when your personal tank is full, just like, you know, with our car. When it's out of gas, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. (laughs) No. And I think women try to sometimes – you know, keep going and keep pushing and doing that. And they do feel guilty with taking that time. But when you refresh and you're energized, you can do so much more and give so much more and be so much more.
4: Exactly. And, you know, our children are watching. What kind Mm -hmm. of example are we setting for them? We are driving all over town for them to go to their sporting events. And we give, 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 but we, they need to see that we're making ourselves a priority, that health is a priority to us, and they are watching everything we do. So we need to set an example that you know, fitness and nutrition, they do matter. Absolutely, and children
3: do watch, you know. They often don't listen, but they pick up and they see everything that you're doing. So... What when you were learning and doing that, can you share maybe a big aha? Because you said you were thought you were doing all the right things and you, you know, were were healthy, but what was maybe a big aha for you once you really started to learn and, you know, know that there's so much more than what people think goes into this?
4: Thinking that working out more and eating less is the way to you know, get that that lean tone body, which mm-hmm. is far from the truth. Um, so many women out there are under eating, and not fueling their body with what they need to, and not having a proper plan, and just overworking themselves. Um, that was a huge eye opener for me and when I kind of walk that through with my clients it's a huge shift and just a weight lifted off their shoulders of okay I can do this I've you know been trying to work myself skinny for all these years and going about it the wrong way and you don't know what you don't know it's not their fault by any means Mm -hmm. but um I just want to help them get over that hump, and have the right knowledge and tools so they can meet their goals. And that's a great reminder, and that's why it's so important to have an
3: expert, you know, someone like yourself who really has the information, because there's a lot of information out there. But because you're asking the right questions and you're working with customizing plans, you're really able to help people you know, get the results that they're looking for and do it in a really smart way that is going to allow them to do it within the time frame they've got, within the restrictions they've got, and get the results so, you know, they can have that happy life which, you know, you talked about. And I think that's so important to be happy and enjoy what you're doing and not look at it as it's a chore or a struggle because when it is nobody has fun, and then you just stop doing it. Exactly.
4: You have to have a plan that builds into your lifestyle. If you're not going to do it 12 weeks from now, then why are you doing it now? Mm -hmm. Um, So it has to be a realistic plan that fits into your life, and you have to include the things you enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, nutrition and exercise –
3: really aren't taught in school anymore I mean my grandkids they might do PE one day a week it's not enough to learn what they like to learn the things that they need to do and when you look at so often at cafeteria food and the things (laughs) that they serve you know it's it's um you know mac and cheese with french fries and you know I mean it's crazy They don't have the balanced food that that we used to have. And I think, you know, and a lot of families are busy, so they don't even often take the time. So I think a lot of times it's probably, isn't it re-educating them on how to
4: eat and why they should do that? Yes. Um, Just getting back to balance, you know. Giving yourself enough protein so that you can maintain and build your muscle. Um, Eating enough fats so your hormone levels are right, having enough carbs so you have enough energy to get through your workout or through your day, and it can be foods you enjoy. You do not have to suffer, and Mm -hmm. sharing that experience with your family, not something that you have to, you know, hide in a corner and eat out of a Tupperware. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: I love that because then you're helping that next generation and future generations build those healthy habits early on. Um, yes. We need, to take a, we need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation, and I want to make a little bit of a shift because I'd love to talk about your passionate about this topic. You know so much, and I'd love to have you share just a little bit on you know, turning it into a real successful business because I think people often have an idea they want to do something they're passionate about but it's okay how do you monetize it and how do you build it so I'd love to have you share some thoughts on that when we come back from our break so stay tuned you don't want to miss
5: it this is John L. McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit Have you ever asked yourself this question why is it so hard to make a buck (laughs) I know I have Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge
3: to Profit. Today in our success interview, we're talking with Danielle Levac the owner of Be The Change. And before the break, we were talking about her business, which is in health and wellness, and helping people really get clear on why they're doing what they're doing, which is a great conversation. If you missed it, you want to go back and listen to that. And I want to take a little bit of a shift, Danielle, as I mentioned before the break, and really talk about how you monetize your passion. That's one of the six secrets in our book, Turn Knowledge to Profit. And It's really an important piece because a lot of our entrepreneurs that we know have a passion, but they can't see a way to monetize it. So, you know, I'd love a little bit of your insights and maybe, you know, whatever part of the journey you'd like to share that, you know, we'll share with our listeners how you decided You know, you went from looking for a gym to doing the boot camps, and now you do the customized programs. How have you shifted, and how has it really built a successful business over time?
4: I think that from the beginning, uh, I had to be clear if I wanted a hobby or if I wanted a business. Mm -hmm. And you run a hobby and a business very differently. So I think... Yes, we all um, have things we're very passionate about and want to share that with others, but you need to have a serious conversation which one it is you want. And if it is um, a business then you, that you want, then you have, to, you have to be profitable. You have to make money, and you have to make decisions that will put money in your pocket. Wow. That's...
3: Fun. There's, there's so much in what you just said, because I really do believe it is a choice, and I believe that's a great question to ask. Do you want a hobby or a business? Because they're both very different, and I think a lot of people say they want a business, but they run it like they do a hobby. And exactly. It, when you do that, you're not building a successful business. And I love when you talk about being profitable. You know, some say that the difference between a hobby and a business is that a hobby costs you money while a business (laughs) makes you money. And (laughs) I think that's really true. I mean, and when you're starting a business, sometimes you're going to have some loss and you're going to do that. But it should shift. Pretty quickly, if you're doing this years later and it's not making money, you really need to reevaluate. What are you doing? Get a coach, get someone to help, and you know that's one of the reasons I love eWomen Network because you can get great resources. I talk to people all the time about networking, and they say networking doesn't work. And I always tell people, make sure you're really clear about why you're going. If you're going to make friends that's not networking if you're going to build business relationships that are going to help you build and grow your business that's networking you've got to know the difference just
4: like business or hobby yes and you can't be afraid to ask for advice or help you may be an expert in one area you are not an expert in everything nor Do people expect you to be an expert in everything? So use your time wisely and your money wisely and seek out help from experts on topics that you aren't an expert on and that will help speed the process along. Don't feel guilty or ashamed or anything like that when you're going to others for help you are not expected to be an expert at everything
3: that's so true and it goes back to what we were talking about in the first part of our conversation it's a mindset shift because a lot of people think if they're in business they should know how to do it they think they know what actions they need to take and oftentimes they do but like so many things again like like health and exercise you often need someone that can hold you accountable, someone that's going to be checking in, someone that's going to be able to help you overcome those areas where you feel stuck. I don't believe that anyone can do it alone. I agree.
4: Completely agree.
3: So tell me, um, you know, in so many businesses, people say that, they are the business, They're the, they've got the knowledge and it's difficult to scale and in what you're doing, you could definitely say that, but I know you've done a couple of things to really leverage your time, make yourself very efficient, expand your reach. So what advice would you give to business owners when they think that everything has to be done one-on-one by them?
4: I think that if you really want to scale your business, you have to build assets and have operational procedures set in place so that you can walk away and anybody else can jump in and do your job. If you go on vacation and everything absolutely falls apart, you don't have the right systems and procedures set in place. And you can build those assets and procedures as you go. You don't have to have everything completely in place before you even start. Um, Build it as you go so that anyone can step in and do your job for you. So was that difficult for
3: you to do? Um, How did you get started doing that? Because a lot of people would say, I don't even know where to start.
4: Well, I didn't start that way, Um, (laughs) but you you realize where you're spending so much of your time, and then you have Mm -hmm. to come up with ways to streamline that and leverage your time so you aren't doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Get organized, have a system, and make it dummy-proof. It's going to evolve over time, absolutely, but you should have it set up where someone can step in for you and go through everything.
3: That's so true, and I think leveraging your time is really important, and when Michael's working with, with clients and helping them um, with Turn Knowledge to Profit, I know one of the things that is really important is look at those things that you're doing over and over again. I think a lot of times people decide to start and create their, their programs and all their products, but they haven't worked enough with people one-on-one to know what people really want. When we're sitting in our office, you know, everything we, just, we develop and design sounds great, but, you know, then we say, well, nobody buys it. And I think that's because oftentimes coaches start backwards. They design everything and then go try to sell it versus trying to figure out what people really
4: want and then build what they want. Exactly. And a lot of the times people are just afraid to actually start So they invest so much time and money building a product and feel like they can't actually go out and present or um, serve other people until everything's put in place when it's the exact opposite. You should just go out immediately, start working with other people or get your product out there in some sort of form and then see and listen to what your clients are saying and wanting and needing, and then change it. Mm -hmm. and, And you could have done that because when you
3: started and told us your story, you were looking for property to open a gym. Had you waited until you did that? You exactly. may not be yep. where you are today because because you couldn't find something. You didn't say I'm going to keep looking. I know the perfect one's there. You adapted, and it looks like you know you probably have a lot more freedom in what you do today than you would if you were locked down to
4: a brick and mortar you know gym that you had to run. I have so much more freedom in my time, my schedule. I have more income coming in than I had hoped at the, you know, at the peak of membership of having an actual gym, and I have, you know, very little overhead in compared to what I would have if I had actually opened up a gym. And there were locations that, you know, we could have made work, and we really wanted to, and you know, should we do it, should we not? But if the numbers don't make sense, and that's You know, at the end of the day, do you go back, are we wanting a business, or are we wanting a hobby? Are we going to be volunteering our time, or do I actually want a business? Mm -hmm. And so when those decisions come up, you have to kind of go back to what it is you really want. Is this going to put money in my pocket?
3: Mm -hmm. That's so true, and I love it. It goes back to that key question, is it a business or a hobby? So... What's next um, on kind of your journey to build and grow your business?
4: So right now I have um, an app for my members. And it allows me to quickly and efficiently deliver products and information and instruction to all of my clients. Um, I'm also building out a a portal. This is a big priority because it's building an asset that can be placed into the app and into the member portal so that clients will always have access to the material. This leverages my time tremendously. So I can create something one time and then it's there always and I don't have to keep answering the same question over Mm -hmm. and over again to all of my clients. So how can
3: people um, get your app and learn more
4: about you and all that you offer? You can go over to my Facebook page, or I'm sorry, my website, daniellelevac.com, and there there is a button where you can click on and join my private Facebook community. You could also follow me on Instagram, which is Danielle underscore Levac. Okay, um, perfect. And for, do you want to go ahead and spell
3: it for everyone just so they get it right? Yes. Uh, Danielle Levac, L I V as in Victor, A K. Perfect. And we will put a link on the Turn Knowledge to Profit um, podcast page also, so they'll be able to access and connect with you. So what is one piece of advice you would give our listeners that will help them build and grow their businesses?
4: I would encourage everyone just to get those procedures in place as soon as you can and build assets. So again, you're putting money in your pocket and you're creating something that you can step away from even if it's temporarily and it will still run and make you money. I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners that would love to be able to do
3: that, so that's great advice. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a great conversation. Thank you. I appreciate it. We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's Michael and our business builder, so stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
5: I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world.
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about how to create a six-figure income.
1: I'm really excited about today's Business Builder because this is a topic that a lot of speakers, authors, and coaches are asking about and I can't wait to hear what you got to share Michael.
2: Yeah, it is a really interesting topic and you know what's happened is that the sort of the six-figure income has kind of been the become the benchmark for successful business and um, you know but interestingly uh, there was a recent study that found professional coaches make, on average, just over $42,000 a year. So that's a pretty far cry from that six-figure, $100,000 mark.
1: Why do you think that so many people are looking for the 100000 if they're only making 42000 That's a big gap. What can they do?
2: Well, it is a huge gap, you know, and um, I think a lot of it is because when coaches... Start their business. They're typically charging by the hour. There's typically a one-on-one coaching, uh, hourly coaching, and you know you can do the math. Let's just you know some simple math. Um, let's assume you're charging hundred and fifty dollars an hour, which for some of those uh, some of the folks listening may seem like a stretch. But let's assume <clears throat> let's assume it's hundred and fifty dollars an hour, and that a, a third of your hours are billable now. And, and that may be a stretch as well because that's about 50 billable hours per month. That's quite a bit. Um, and if you do that all year long, the total revenue will be $99,900. So just under the $100,000 mark. So so even with those very aggressive numbers, um, it's still difficult to get to 100,000. And so you really only have a couple of choices if you're following that model. You can either raise your hourly rate or you can bill more hours. Um, neither one of those is really a, a good alternative. Um, so, so really, what can you do? Well, if you look at the really successful coaches, uh, coaches like Lisa Sasevich or Bob Proctor or uh, Louise Hay or John Asroff or even a Tony Robbins, or even if you look at eWomen Network, Sandra Yancey, They typically don't coach by the hour. Now they may have an hourly rate that they coach uh, in select situations, but that's really not their bread and butter. That's not where they make their money. What they do is they leverage themselves and their knowledge through products. Um, they, They lead workshops, they have mastermind groups, they hold live events, they conduct online courses, They do all sorts of things beyond that one-on-one coaching model and each of them will have their particular mix of those products. Um, They're not all exactly the same. Part of it depends on what really gets them going, what really they're passionate about. Are they passionate about doing small group coaching? Are they more passionate about speaking from the stage? Um, Are they more passionate about doing masterminds where they go really deep with clients? Uh, you know, it really just depends on them, but if you look at each of those people, or really any successful coach, what you'll find is they have a whole series of products that they can, can rely on. Um, so if you look even at like a Tony Robbins, for example, you can buy his message uh, in live events. You can buy it on CD. You can download it uh, from his site. Uh, You can do masterminds with him. There's just a whole series of things you can do with him um, and, and get access to him.
1: Well, I think it's really important. You mentioned a couple of things. One of them is finding out what you're really passionate about, because I know you and I've had a number of conversations with successful coaches, authors, and speakers recently, and they all talk about that passion, finding out what they really love doing, because that's where you really want to stay, in your genius zone, as in your expertise, versus trying to do everything and while you wanna have that financial model to get to where you wanna go, it's got to be and include the things that you love doing because if you're only doing things and giving up what you're really passionate about, you tend to lose that excitement and energy. So I think one of the first things is figuring out what you love doing and then look at what are some of the gaps? What are some of the areas that you might be able to fill in? And I love what you do, Michael, when you're working with people is really looking at ways that they can leverage their products repurpose them and use something they've got and build on it so very quickly they can start to get revenue and increase their product breadth
2: you know i was listening to a um interview uh with steve jobs uh obviously done a few years ago but um he had something really great to say along that same line you know and that was uh somebody asked him about um Uh, about how he decided what he was going to do and he said it was all about passion and uh, his reasoning was something like you know um, being an entrepreneur is really really hard and there's really long hours and there's really hard work and there's a lot of disappointment and if you're not passionate about what you're doing you'll give up and it was his view that a lot of the entrepreneurs that gave up before they were successful they gave up because they were doing something they just weren't passionate about and so they didn't persevere they didn't keep going they didn't do the hard work they didn't fight through the disappointment and so I think you're absolutely right it's all about what you're passionate about um, you know a few years ago you and I we were in a mastermind and, and we we learned so much in that mastermind but one of the things that we learned was that the model for generating revenue that the coach that was leading the mastermind taught was speaking from the stage and as we got more into it we realized that it that just wasn't where our passion was nothing wrong with the model it was a great model worked fantastic for her worked for a number of the people that were in the mastermind but for us personally it just wasn't the model we wanted to follow. Now, we still got lots and lots of great information. We got lots of we learned a lot. We met lots of great people. We really moved our business ahead a long ways by being part of that mastermind. But um, we found out that that just wasn't our passion. Um, and I think that's an important part of it as well. An important part of building the six figure income is really trying a lot of different things and seeing what you like.
1: No, I agree with that. And it's also about understanding that you don't have to have everything in your funnel. You don't have to have all of the offerings. You can really pick what works for you and really customize it. That's the beauty of doing this.
2: Right. And and it's, you know, as you build that out, it's really all based on the same, information it's based on the same message that you have again if you go back to like a Tony Robbins who's who's well known in the industry if you look at all his different products they all teach the same core message whether you're at his events live you're doing it on CD you're downloading it you're going to his group seminars you're going to his masterminds it's all based on the same message his core message it's just delivered in different ways to different people because some people resonate with it in different ways. Some people love to go to live events, some people don't. Others like to learn it on their own time and when in their own home, others don't. So what he's done, which is just really genius, is he's taken his knowledge, he's packaged that up in a number of different ways for different audiences and and really grown a business around that same message.
1: So how do successful coaches grow their business and expand their products?
2: Well, that's a great question. You know, first, I really believe you have to have a plan. You have to have goals. Um, you really have to know where you're going and, and how you're going to get there. Um, not to say that that won't change over time, but at least you have to have some kind of plan in place. So what we do is, when we work with coaches, speakers, and authors, is we help them create that strategic plan. We, we call it a product roadmap for their business. So they really can see what are they passionate about, what are their clients asking for, and what do their clients need, and what products do they already have that might fill those needs, and where are the holes. So once they have that str- strategy in place, then they really need to look at, you know, what are the fastest, least expensive ways that they can get to a full range of products and services? And again, it really is about leveraging and repackaging that same message that's at the core of whatever your business is. Um, it, it may be taking that uh, live training that you do and packaging that same training up as a multi part uh, webinar. It may be taking that same training and then repackaging it as a mastermind or multi-day retreat. It may be taking that same message and then packaging it again into a small group uh, training session. So, you know, really it's about what where do you want to go and and then how are you going to get there by leveraging the message that you have. And once you start to leverage that message out, you you also leverage out through a much, much bigger audience and much, much bigger revenues. Well,
1: you've given us a lot of great ideas to think about today. And I challenge all of our listeners to really look at where they are with their product strategy. Do they have a full range of products? Are there some areas that they'd like to add some products in? And if you go to Facebook to our Turn Knowledge to Profit page, let us know what's the next product you're going to be working on and let us know what products you have so we can go and check them out. I also really want to invite anyone who's interested in learning more to email michael at tk the number 2p.com, tk2p.com. He'll offer us a complimentary strategy session just so you can learn about what are some of your options. But go to Facebook, Turn Knowledge to Profit, share what your products are, and have fun creating.
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.